Welcome to MickAussie.tv here on a very warm Friday night in Edmonton, Canada at the Duck Lake. Well, AFL round 17, we've had two games already and the South Australian Adelaide teams where I'm from have been pathetic. The Port Adelaide Power Pap Smears were favoured over the Melbourne Demons at Adelaide Oval and they got beaten. They absolutely got smashed, really. 31 points they got beaten by. They have a very bad record against the top eight teams. And their nickname, amongst quite a few, is the Flat Track Bullies. As in, they beat up on the average the bad teams, but they can't beat the good teams. And they certainly lived up to that reputation on Thursday night. Terrible. Melbourne Demons, well done. They're back. Oh, they've had a couple of losses lately. Clam Chowder out there in Montreal will be very happy. Even though he's Montreal Canadiens, lost the Stanley Cup final, he'll be happy that the Melbourne Demons are back on track and he was tweeting about it. Their star recruit, Ben Brown from the North Melbourne Kangaroos, the big full forward. He's been in the VFL in their second team most of the year but they bought him back because Wiedemann wasn't going so well and it did pay favours because the tall defender had to take Ben Brown, which freed up some of their other players. So look forward to the Ben Brown, who's been a star for North Melbourne Kangaroos. Look forward to him playing well. The Demons will be dangerous. Petrarca, fantastic. Clayton Oliver, fantastic. They're going well. Well, my Adelaide Crows, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Beaten by 63 points against the Essendon Bombers. They kicked two goals nine. Can you believe that? One of their lowest scores in a very, very long time. What, just because Tex Walker's out, you can't kick goals? Adelaide Crows, huh, I tipped them to come nearly bottom. Well, they've done a bit better than that, but piss weak. Terrible last night in Melbourne. Well, AFL round 17 continues tonight. Game 3, 9.45 Mountain Time here in Canada and the USA. And it is the game in Hobart, Tasmania. The little island at the bottom of Australia and Hobart at the bottom of that island. Well, the Hawthorne Hawks who play some home games there, they are taking on the Fremantle Dockers. And the Dockers are actually seven and a half point favourite. The under over is 150.5. I'm surprised the Dockers are that favourite because they are terrible away from home. I like them. I like their coach. I like some of their players. They got an average jersey. They used to have a beautiful big boat anchor, but now their jersey's average. Other than that, I do like them, but I just can't go for them. I've got to pick the Hawks, even outright. So take Hawks at plus 7.5 as my best bet for this game. Alistair Clarkson, well, big news this week. He will be replaced in 2023 by Sam Mitchell, the longtime player of the Hawks, who then spent a year at the Eagles. And then he spent assistant coaching time there at the Eagles, highly regarded Jeff Kennett, the former Premier of Victoria, who stole the Adelaide Grand Prix from us. Oh, I'm dirty on him for that. I did enjoy listening to him with Sam and Dong. Jeff Kennett, Alastair Clarkson, it's been a rivalry. Well, Clarkson will coach for one more year unless Carlton or Collingwood take him or the AFL pay money for him to go to the Suns. 
Anyway, Nate Fife is playing for the Dockers, but he's got bad shoulder. Sean Burgoyne played his 400th AFL game last week. Absolute legend, the former Port Adelaide Power Pap Smear player and long-time Hawk, four-time Premiership player. Tough one to pick, like I said, maybe a flip of the coin. I just don't trust the Dockers on the road. And Hawks have played down there a bit and Clarkson is a genius. Check out now on Sports Rage Radio, Sports Grid. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. Mick Aussie on the radar. Keep me, uh, keep me posted, radar. <laughs> Speaking of radars. Oh, oh, Mick. Uh, I think Mick, Mick's actually, say what you want about Mick, but Mick's actually pretty good. Like, it's the one thing I'll give you, you know, Mick, I don't understand. I, I, whenever I get mad at our tech guys, too, I tell them that. Why are we having problems, <laughs> right? And Tony Finn just had a big problem with, the, with his phone. Now I'm giving Mick credit here, and now he's shuffling around. See if Mick knows how to use a phone. What's up, Mick? How you going, Gabe? Of course I do, mate. I'm on the cell phone, but I used to go to a pay phone, as you know, because they are even more clearer and reliable. But you can't find them anywhere now, hardly. So on the cell phone, so yes. How you doing? Bad luck about your Montreal Hubbertance, but uh, they did well, mate, to get there, eh? Well, it wasn't really bad luck. They weren't as good. Tampa were the better team. It is, but thank you. Yeah, it is, it is, it is what it is. But, yeah, they didn't lose. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they were unlucky they didn't win the series, right? They were unlucky they didn't win one more game. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Like, they should have won one. Like, they should have won game two. And, you know, but whatever. Thank you. Though. It, is, it is what it is. Um, all right. So, hey, first, so what's up with Ben Simmons? This guy's a big trader. He should never be allowed back in Australia again. Gabe, I'm with you. He is. I try. I try to like him, and I just can't, mate. I just cannot like him. Now, I'm not going to diss him like you do. I absolutely have no problems with you dissing him about not going to the Olympic Games and he's kissing his girlfriend in Wimbledon. But he rubbed me up the wrong way when I first saw him on Jimmy Kimmel and he's with one of the Kardashians. Like, yeah, he's an idiot, but I don't agree with the Olympic Games going ahead anyway, so I actually can't diss him on that one. Yeah, the Olympic Games going on, that's, that's a debate. I see, listen, it's kind of crazy for a country to say we're in a state of emergency and then host the Olympics during a state of emergency. (laughs) Well, it's like if you're in a state of emergency, maybe we shouldn't be having it. But they already canceled it once. They don't want to do it again. And, you know, think about it for the athletes and stuff. They trained for all these years, and then they couldn't, they weren't ready last year. They had to stay, train another year to stay in shape and do it again. If I was an athlete and I was playing, I would be like, you know what? I don't care if there's fans at this point. You know, we got to let's just go compete for the medals. So that's why I agree with them going on. I thought about it. I understand. I understand. But, and I know, listen, I think it's 80% of people in Japan don't even want it. They voted, like, cancel it. But they're not. 
They're not shutting it down. All right, listen, Mick, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got soccer to get to. We got the big Conor. Who are you taking tomorrow? Conor McGregor or Dustin Poirier? Who do you like? Ah, I'm sick of Conor McGregor. Good on him making all that money, but I'm sick of him. He's overrated, so yeah, I'll go for the other guy. But the soccer, that's boring. (laughs) But yeah, I hope the Italians actually beat the Pommies on that one. (laughs) Wow. You know, upset Matthias. Coming after your boy, Matthias. Connor's overrated. Soccer's boring. Wow. Just come, coming, coming out. All right. All right. So let's get to your sport then, Mick. The, oh, the, the, the funnest sport in the world. Take a shot. Aussie rules. This league's been pissing me off this year. I can't lie. I can't. Uh, I can't. Um, you're a little late, uh, Matthias. So you got you to respond after. <laughs> you can't come in like a, a minute later. So, I don't know why I even try anymore. Uh, Carlton and G-Long. Uh, Mick, all right, so, the G-Long Cats. I got to say, Mick, out of all the years that, you know, we've been talking about this stuff, it's a long time, 15-plus years, the G-Long Cats might be the most consistent. They're the most consistent team, Mick. Like, everybody else has sort of been up and down and, all oh, that team's good, and you know what I mean? My West Coast Eagles are kind of consistent, consistently sixth and seventh place, and, you know, they'll win every once in a while, but the G-Long Cats, they're like the Patriots or something. They're always good, Mick, this team. They're never bad. Like, they're never a bad team. No, you're dead right. About uh, 30 years ago or more, they were pretty average, but they started to come good in about 1989. And you're right, they've been very consistent. They're going for broke this year. Like, they're pretty old. They recruited a couple of older players, but very good players. Like, Jeremy Cameron from the Giants, absolute star. But he's out again, injured with the hamstring. I like the Cats to win this one, but they got a few injuries. But the Blues... Ever since there was rumours of their coach Teague getting fired three weeks ago, they've won two in a row. I like the Cats to win. But you know what? Maybe the Blues cover that uh, 16 and a half. Could be an upset, but Cats, you would think, would get it done. I'm trying to load the standings up here. Here we go. Here we go. Brought to you by Hungry Jacks, a.k.a. Burger King. Is, is Hungry Jacks better in Australia than Burger King is? In, in Canada and the United States? Is it better there or is it the same? Oh, by an absolute mile. Like, Hungry Jacks would be the number one out of all of them. All the fast food crap. Hungry Jacks <laughs> is the best. The Whopper. Oh, yeah, take the onions out. I don't know how anyone can eat raw onions. Like, it turns my stomach to terrible. But yes, Hungry Jacks is very good, mate. And on your West Coast Eagles jersey, as you know, they're the main sponsor. But your Eagles were absolutely woeful, pathetic, putrid last week. They got smashed by the Swans. Luckily, you're in Montreal not following them, mate. They were disgusting last week. Done with 118 to 26. 118 to 20. That's like, how, how did I, that's, that's, that's an embarrassment. Like, 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 seriously, like the North, North Melbourne don't lose that poorly, Mick. How do, how do they lose by that score? How do you lose 118 to 26? See, what happened? Because Sydney, Sydney's under COVID lockdown. Oh, I could talk. You know, politicians in Australia are an absolute disgrace in regards to this COVID. So Sydney's in a lockdown. So the Sydney Swans had the choice where they wanted to play. 
and they decided to play the game in Geelong where the Eagles have a putrid record against the Cats and they got smashed. <laughs> the Swans ran the ball very well. Eagles were old and absolutely terrible, mate. Swans, I actually put a few dollars on the Swans to win it all just for a bit of a bit of a roughie last week. All right, what about, uh, what about Brisbane here? Brisbane, who are they playing? St. Kilda. Brisbane, uh, St. Kilda? Uh, the St. Kilda Saints. So what about a nice, simple parlay here? Now, these parlays never win, it seems, this year, but this one will. This one's going to win. G-Long Cats and uh, the Brisbane Lions, Mick. It's minus 179. There's no value here, but what about that? Brisbane's not losing to St. Kilda. You know, they shouldn't. Brisbane Lions are going along very, very nicely. They've won like 10 of the last 11 or something like that. Yes, I have the Lions, the Cats, and the Giants and the Tigers in a four-wayer. So, yes, if you want a two-wayer multi-parlay for tonight, the Lions and the Cats could be good. Lions are very St. good. St. Kilda's been playing pretty good, though, Mick. St. Kilda don't suck, actually, though. They've been pretty competitive. I'll give them that. Yes, they have. They came sixth or seventh last year. They're out of the eight, but they're a chance. They're two points out of the eight right now. They've come good the last couple of weeks after getting beaten by the Crows. Uh, it's in Metricom. It's in the Gold Coast, so that's close to the Lions. I think the Lions should win that and probably cover. They're on fire. All right, we'll get a couple more picks from Mick on the other side, and we'll get into the soccer and the UFC. Freak Show continues. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. A late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. I haven't uh, put, uh, put hit uh, click yet. I haven't clicked it yet. <laughs> I got the parlay up, and I was just talking with James in the chat, who's also in Australia. Shout out the Rageaholics are worldwide. So shout out to James McKinnis tuning in in Australia right now. Um, and he said even he doesn't bet this stuff because it's too unpredictable. And it is true. In the old days, the favorites used to win more. And I've also noticed, Mick, that <clears throat> sometimes I'll see, like, man, one of those games a few weeks ago, I bet on a team, they were up by like 42 or something. And I, you know, I fell asleep. It was like six in the morning. I wake up and I see I lost. They blew the lead. A lot of blown leads in this stuff this year. It's been, been crazy. All right. So, what about Great Western, uh, Great Western City and Gold Coast? What do you, what, who do you like there? Yeah. First of all, James McGuinness, good fella down there in Sydney. He's always on the chat. I like the Giants, mate. It's played, actually being played at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. It's going to be cold, 30% of rain. The Suns there from the warm Gold Coast. But get this, the Suns defeated the Richmond Tigers last week. Can you believe that? And the Giants upset the Demons. So two teams that uh, on the up. Giants in the eight right now. They have to win. They're a big chance to stay in the eight. Hogan's back. I like the Giants to win. Probably the under. It's going to be cold in Ballarat. Hey, but the unders are winning big this lately, so be careful on your over bets, mate. Giants to win. Suns maybe cover. All right, Western Bulldogs and uh, Sydney. Sydney smashed West Coast last week. Now, they're big underdogs against uh, the Western Bulldogs. 
uh, in this game. Western Bulldogs right on the heels right now. They're knocking on Melbourne's door. They're only back by four points, 12-3. and three, So it's a big game uh, for them. Uh, Sydney, uh, Sydney coming off that big win. It's a lot of points here, Mick, in this 21-and-a-half. What, what about this one? Who do you like? Oh, my absolute game of the week. I mean, the Demons and the Power Patchmears was meant to be, but the Power were terrible. Bulldogs and Swans, I like both teams. And here you go. Even though the under-over is a bit higher, 163 and a half, I think the Swans and the Bulldogs are both running teams. Maybe the over on that one. Take the Bulldogs to win, but the Swans are a real chance. I'd take the Swans on the plus. And that's actually one of my best bets because they are a chance to win this. They're a good young running team. Buddy Franklin's going to kick a 1,000 goals soon. Great game. Bulldogs to win. Swans might cover that, Gabe. Yeah, it's funny. When I'm looking at it, too, I look, I'm thinking, you know what? I like the over in this game, too, and it's really high when you consider the other totals. You know, 148, 149, 156. 146 and a half, 142 and a half. This one, 163 and a half, 164 uh, right now. Sort of fluttering around, 164 and a half, which is a lot of points. But I, I'm with you. Look at Western. Western have an explosive offense. These guys put up a ton of points. And uh, Sydney can score as well. So I, I do think it, it could be a track meet. It's a lot of points. Um, I'm going to be, you know, I'll take a look at the over in that game. Uh, all right, so R Richmond and Collingwood. Um, Richmond and uh, Collingwood. This game's kind of a scrub game, right? Um, so Collingwood, not very good. Then you get Richmond. Actually, Richmond's battling to try to get into the into the playoffs right now, to the top eight. So it's a massive game for Richmond. What about this game? Yeah, the Tigers, like I said, they've gone rough, but you never know with them. They can just turn it on. As you know, they won three of the last four premierships. Magpies have been terrible. Their interim coach, Robert Harvey, absolute legend, St. Kilda player. Wish some of them could play like him. He was like Gretzky, mate. He just like had that extra time. He wasn't quick, but he just looked a beautiful player. I like the Tigers to bounce back on that one. Probably cover and probably under as well because it could be low scoring. Magpies probably won't score hardly at all. The big fella, Mason Cox, has been dropped. Tigers got some injuries, but, yeah, they may, may, may make the eight, but they'll be struggling to make a run for the premiership if they finish eight. All right, so we talked about the West Coast Eagles. My team got absolutely embarrassed, humiliated last week, 118-26 against the Sydney Swans. The week before that, they got smashed by Western, actually, as well, 98-43. So it's been a you know it's been a tough couple of weeks here. They get the perfect team right now. They get North Melbourne. Uh, what do you what do you know? Listen, they're like minus five hundred on the money line. But what about the point spreader? Do you think West Coast are going to murder these guys? Oh, huh. my buddy, he's called a yank on the footy. He does a podcast down there in the state. He has actually picked the Roos to win. Can you believe that? I don't think they will. The Roos wow. are on the up, but the Eagles were putrid. The Eagles were putrid last week. They're back home at Optus. Yes, I think they will win. Maybe take Roos on the plus as a second bet. But get this, game. They're playing on Monday night so they can get a crowd because of that strict idiot premier, because of, of votes. 
Two weeks ago against the Bulldogs, they called at 11 o'clock in the morning. They said no fans because one case of COVID. Can you believe this guy's listening? One case of COVID in Perth. And the Premier said no one in the crowd. West Coast Eagles have lost like six to eight million dollars in the last two home games. It's absolutely ridiculous what's going on with the government trying to control people down there. I'm disgusted. Eagles to win, bounce back because they got him, mate. They're going to miss the eight if they don't get moving. And I like them. They got some star players, but they're just there's something not right lately. Eagles to win, I think. No, you're right. Something isn't right. You know, you get, you lose, like I said, it's hard to lose 118 to 26 uh, like they did. All right, follow, you can follow Mick, uh, get uh, more AFL picks throughout the weekend and everything else in between. Mick's craziness. Uh, Mick, thanks for stepping up and in here. We got to get to some soccer, some UFC. Um, I'd say, hey, who do you like in the soccer? You say it's boring. And then we got the Olympics coming up around the corner. And for the record, Australia are actually the second favorite, which means. The sports books thinks that uh, Australia have the best chance of making it to the gold medal game against the United States, Mick. Yeah, we got Ingles and Patty Mills and we got Baines and we got Deliver Dover, the little fella. So, yes, and Ben Simmons, what an idiot. That's why they're pissed off because they're a chance to win it. And soccer, if someone can send me the edit of just the hot chicks in the crowd, I'll gladly watch. And I'll go for the Italian girls over the English girls. And I'll go for both <laughs> Brazilian and Argentinian women because they're all hot down that way. <laughs> Hope the Italians win. See, but they're actors. They fall over all the time. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> the girls. The Italian and the British girls. It's Mick Aussie. All right, good stuff, Mick. Um, it's coming after soccer a little bit. And, you know, you got cricket in Australia. But, hey, listen, we, we love it all, baby. woke up this morning to some good news and some terrible news. The AFL, can you believe this? The Brisbane Lions, red-hot favourites, lost to the St Kilda Saints by 32 points. So as you heard last night on Sports Rage, I'm hoping Gabe didn't put that money line multi with the Lions and the Cats because it didn't pay much anyway. The uh, Cats beat the Blues easily, but in the other game, the Hawthorne Hawks got absolutely smashed by 62 points by the Fremantle Dockers. I'm getting sick of picking the Dockers on the road. They can't win away from Perth. And look what happens. They absolutely smash the Hawks down there in Hobart, Tasmania. Well, the good news I woke up to this morning was Aussie Ash Barty won her first Wimbledon singles women's title. Fantastic. She won in three sets. They love her in Australia because she's humble. She's humble, not like that Nick Curious idiot. Ash Barty, loved in Australia. Way to go. Awesome. And in the men's yesterday, Dennis Shapopolov, the Canadian, he lost in three sets to the Joker, but he only lost in each set just so Shapopolov could be the world number one in the future. He's still fairly young. He's like 22 years old, I believe, so good on him. So the men's final is Djokovic versus Berrettina from Italy. Oh, Djokovic might equal the majors record. 
Now let's go to some more Aussie Rules football where I talk the 400 club that should include more players that played SANFL and WAFL. So I'm about to go down and watch the Edmonton football team play here tonight. My knee's still buggered, so I'm just gonna watch and take some pictures. But let's talk to more AFL, VFL, SANFL and Waffle, Western Australian Football League. As I said, Sean Burgoyne played his 400th AFL game last week. And there's several others that have, including Fletcher, Bartlett, and Michael Tuck. But really, this is the arrogance of the Victorians that annoys me. Now, like I said with uh, Yank on the footy, back in the day before the AFL was truly formed, SANFL was maybe 10 to 15% less than the VFL and the Waffle was maybe slightly less than SANFL. Well, these players should also be in the 400 club. Because the AFL consider VFL games, that's before the true AFL was formed, they are considering those games in the 400 club, but not SANFL or Waffle. So get this, this is the list of players that should also be in the 400 club. They played SANFL and a couple from the Waffle. Craig Bradley, legend, Carlton Port Adelaide. Peter Carey, legend for the Glenelg. Tigers, amazing ruckman. Greg Phillips, incredible full back for Port Adelaide Magpies and then Collingwood. Chris McDermott, the inaugural captain of the Adelaide Crows and Glenelg star. Grantley Filkey, Collingwood, Crows and West Adelaide. Actually played against him in one of my league games. He had the long hair, terrific player. Stephen Kernahan, Glenelg and Carlton legend. Brian Peake, Cats and Perth, there you go. And the legend, Barry Cable. Hey, he also played over there in Perth. Absolute superstar. So the AFL, get smart and recognise these players in the 400 club as well. Welcome to McOzzy.tv. Well, let's talk the 400 club continued. It should be AFL, VFL, SANFL and Waffle. All should be in there. Now talk about a couple of players that didn't quite make the 400 and then another legend that played 446. We have Johnny Platten, the legend from Central Districts and Hawthorne at 395. And then my buddy, eh? the legend on and off the field, Ralphie Zippity Zap Sewer with 394. But also Russell Ebert on 4.46. Port Adelaide legend, four-time McGarry medalist. That's the best and fairest player in the SANFL. And also for the North Melbourne Kangaroos in the VFL he played. Well, I know Russell, he's currently not going too well. He's battling cancer. He did a video for the Port Adelaide Power recently. Blighty and Wildy often talk about how he's going, so he's uh, in a real fight right now, Russell. Well, my first year at Woodville, he was the coach. So I grew up thinking what a magnificent player and to play under him. I'll tell a couple of stories. Oh, we got beaten. 
I think it was in a trial game because we were training at a different oval. Then on a Tuesday night, oh, he was mad. Russell was mad. So we had a, a scratch match amongst ourselves. Russell decides to play. Like he'd retired a couple of years earlier, but he was so mad, he's running around getting more kicks than probably anyone. So I think he probably thought like playing again for Woodville. Great player, great player. Now also in Perth on the football trip, we went to a Rottnest Island, rode the bicycles around, went to the pub, great trip back on the boat, we're on the beers. I did an arm wrestle with Ralphie, zip zap sewer. We had like a rink set up, oh, it was awesome. The boys were arm wrestling on the ground. And then we get back to this parklands and we played the broom game. I don't know if you guys have played the broom game, but you hold the broom next to you and you spin around 10 times while you look up into the sky. Now you can't even do this sober without going ass up. So all the boys have had some beers and we're all going flying into the, the guys and onto the grass. Well, Russell, Russell goes near the end. So probably like 20 of us have already tried it. None of us could stand up because after you spin around 10 times, you got to throw the broom on the ground and then step over it. Well, as you try and step over it, you just go ass up and spin backwards and go flying into the ground. It's funny, try it in your backyard sometime. It's a great game, but be a bit careful. So Russell comes up. Russell had a couple of beers. He'd had a few beers that day, not too many. But like I said, you can't even do this sober. Well, Russell goes and does it, and guess what? He completed the task. He spun around 10 times, stepped over the broom, and then quietly sat down. Honestly, I was next to Stewie Toth and we looked at each other and gone, my God, he even beats us at that. So yes, Russell was the only one out of all the players that completed the broom game. So there's a great story of how much balance and how great he was. He even beat us at that. Well, then as we uh, continued off, Ralphie walks along the street and he gets his shorts up his ass and all the car horns are beeping. It was hilarious. Maybe that's where I got my ideas from uh, doing it at BC Place and then Hawaii. Check that out in my movie and on McWeb TV. Russell Ebert, good luck in the future as he battles cancer. Welcome to TV here in a magnificent night in Edmonton and as you'll see in the background it is Aussie Rules Football, the Edmonton Football Club. It's about a 12 a side game tonight, fantastic stuff. Well, while I'm here I want to talk and give a shout out to Mr Footy Yank, a yank on the footy. I was on his podcast this week and we talked all sorts of things. He interviewed me about AFL, all the AFL news, SANFL. We talked some Gawler South footy. We talked about how we can grow the game here in Canada and the USA, mainly with more TV coverage. Come on, the AFL, give the games away to TSN and ESPN, etc. They advertise AFL Canada in the ad breaks on TSN. It's fantastic. 
Oh, we talked all sorts of stuff. He's fantastic, Mr. Footy Yank. He's followed our great game for about six years. He is a mad Geelong Cats fan. He's interviewed some really cool people, including Ricky Nixon. Fantastic interview with Ricky Nixon, the president of the AFL Demons. Some comedians. A fella in Darwin that I really enjoyed because I played up there for the Darwin Waratahs with Gilbert McAdam and others. And who's we got here? Someone's going to photobomb this. You idiot. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, nice mark, mate. You got the photo of the game so far, fella. This fella took a great mark, eh? So, yeah, hope you can check out that podcast. It's called A Yank on the Footy. He even finished with some questions like, who are my favourite bands if I had to organise an event at the Rogers Arena? Uh, who would I have in a room if uh, I had the choice of star athletes and star people? Favourite movies, but talk mainly Aussie rules football. Had some good laughs. So look forward to that coming uh, probably next week. It's called A Yank on the Footy. Fantastic nickname he's got. Really nice fella. Hope you enjoy that coming up. Well, as per the last few episodes of my putty podcast, I finished with some readings from my grandfather's book from number six to number eight. So in the last reading, the Irish lost to the English in a tug of war as they left South Africa. So here we go. The Berrimer was sailing along at about 18 knots and being cold fire fired. This was very hot work for the stokers in the tropics. They worked four hours on and eight hours off, stoking the coal. Wow. I recall these men coming up on deck for a breather, absolutely soaked in sweat, their clothes literally dripping. The food on board the Berrimer seemed to us, by this time at any rate, to be deteriorating and we're be we were becoming dissatisfied with the quality. One bright poet put a poem on the notice board. I can only remember this verse. Berrimer, oh Berrimer, you have nearly done for me. You have simply set me longing for a decent cup of tea. 600 souls to satisfy with quality and taste. But the P&O's food motto is quantity and waste. Perhaps we had been too long at sea and no doubt we were looking forward to seeing land again, especially the next land, as that would be the coast of Western Australia. I remember one of the sailors calling some of us up on deck to have our first glimpse of Australia. There in the far off distance, we could see a very thin line just above the horizon. It was difficult for me to fully realise that this was to be the land of my big adoption and that I was a long way from my homeland. As the ship sailed along at its steady 18 knots, it took some time before we had a closer look at the land. We arrived in Fremantle on a bright and sunny morning. Oh, home of the Fremantle AFL Dockers. As a lot of the passengers were disembarking, we had to say goodbye to many good friends we had made during the voyage. We were berthed at Fremantle for two days and one night, and during that time we had a good look around Fremantle and Perth. I was very impressed with Perth and the Swan River, and the people seemed so homely. How's that? I was just talking about Perth on our football trip with the Woodville Warriors. Oh, wow. 
I was wondering if Adelaide would be as good. The next stage of our journey was to be our last. As we sailed across the great Australian bite, we were fortunate the sea was very calm as some of the sailors tried to frighten us saying, the bite would be rougher than the Bay of Biscay. This next chapter entitled, In Australia. At last, after six weeks of traveling, we landed at Outer Harbour, where we were met by immigration officials and taken by bus to Adelaide. We were introduced to Mr. Victor Ryan, Director of Immigration at the old exhibition building in Frome Road. Mr. Ryan addressed us, and in his speech to welcome, he outlined the objects of the Big Brother movement and welcomed us as little brothers. He said it was thanks to the inspirational drive of distinguished Victorian Sir Richard Linton that the Big Brother movement of Australia became an established fact. After World War I, he was perturbed that while many young Britons were eager to settle in Australia, few parents were willing to let their sons go so far away without some sort of guidance and help. Sir Richard conceived the idea of recruiting well-established men in Australia to act as a friend and advisor to one lad, not quite as a father, but as an elder brother. The terms big brother and little brother sprang from this concept and this provided a name for the organisation. Mr Ryan told us that the first party consisting of over 200 boys sailed from England in the Jervis Bay in November 1925. Now my grandfather did some amazing work in his later life in regards to getting these little brothers back together.